Welcome to The Big Cheese Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris The Big Cheese Cheon. Welcome, everybody, to The Big Cheese Show here on WTOP. And normally you hear me talking about fantasy sports gambling, but this week... We're going to have two episodes, this one a bonus, as we are talking to the first couple of All Elite Wrestling, Cody and Brandy Rhodes, ahead of Wednesday night's televised AEW Dynamite at Capital One Arena. So without further ado, here is our conversation. Cody, you talked so much about data and being able to determine whether or not you can tell if a fan is interested in this finishing move. Did you have any data that suggested Washington, D.C. should be your first stop in terms of live televised event? Why'd you pick here? I think the sexier answer would be that I want to run for office one day and the American Nightmare wanted to debut AEW in D.C. But the real answer, the functional answer, is the fact that all the data did suggest, and I'm looking at stuff as far as uh, double or nothing or all out in terms of buys and views, we suggested a very hot market in the D.C. area, in D.C. and Baltimore particularly, and that's a, that was just like the green light. Capital One Arena is a, is a statement arena. It's not, you know, it's, it's not small pickings. It's a large-scale arena. I've, I've worked there with WWE several times, so it was an endeavor for us to try and tackle, and I'm glad we did it successfully on a ticket front. Now we just got to execute on the TV front. Yeah, and Brandy, so you on the TV front, you were ring announcer, and Cody, you were obviously stardust. I watched you there. Was the idea that you guys wanted to be a faction together and that wasn't available in WWE, and that is kind of the, the really reason why you started AEW, or was it – just you wanted to be part of something new, and you knew the fans were starving for different kind of content. Well, right now we're in this. It's funny, the four executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling, myself and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, everybody has a different origin story for the company, even Tony Khan. It's really great. But the truth is, all of these factors were just small factors, whether I didn't want to be Stardust anymore or whether uh, Matt and Nick had never decided to, you know, to decline a WWE offer for them. All of these things were just contributing small factors to the fact that the fandom had been hungry for an alternative product for almost two decades. And the first indication of that that was really real was when we you know, kind of put ourselves on the line for All In and said, hey, we'll self-promote this event. What do you think it can do? Nobody does arenas other than WWE. And then 29 minutes later, 11,236 people wanted to see the product we had. And that's really where this all began and became, that, that's more the genesis of the actual company. And when you have somebody like Sean Spears coming over, formerly Ty Dillinger, I mean, this is a huge name. Obviously, guys like Moxley, were they hitting you up and saying they're not happy with their current situation? Or was it that they wanted to be part of something, again, just like you guys, new and exciting and, and recognize that there is a portion of the fan base that feels a little bit maybe, I don't know if bored is the word, but we've been seeing this for, for a while now and it's time to get something new. Well, there's, there's kind of like a, a, it's not a dirty word, but 
it, maybe it's taboo, is, you know, often wrestling fans are referred to as marks. And marks is not an accurate term. An actual accurate term is consumer. And if I could use the term, though, I'd say the biggest marks of all are the actual wrestlers, the, the boys and girls in the locker room. We're the biggest fans of our business. And that's why it's really helpful in terms of the fact that I shared locker room with these, with these men. I, I've, I've gone to battle with these men, and it's a little bit easier than kind of sending your resume out, if that makes any sense. This is such a great time for AEW, no doubt. But right now, it's the best time to be a wrestler for any brand anywhere in the world in general because the industry is kind of being taken back uh, by the artist. The artist is getting to go out there and play their song how they want, and that's very important to the future and continuing, you know, entertainment that we provide. So, Brandy, do you prefer uh, being a heel or a face? Uh, I, I think I like to just be a uh, exaggerated version of who who I am. So that really kind of is up to the fans to decide what that means for them, whether they like me or they don't. But uh, as long as people are, are involved, I'm happy. As long as they have some emotion to evoke in relation to, to whatever I'm doing, then I'm very happy. Uh, I think for, for me, I'm, I'm just interested in, in moving them beyond kind of conventional black and white. Let's look at this from a heel and face perspective as much as let's look at it from the context right in front of you, there's kind of this thought that you can't tell stories just within the ropes anymore, that you need a lot of bells and whistles to do that, and I think that couldn't be any more wrong. I think we've proven it just with the several pay-per-views we've had, is that stories can be told within the ropes, sports-centric style, and that's what AEW hopes to do, to be different. Yeah, and you're different in that matches matter. No longer can I watch and see people like Sasha Banks, for example, where she was going through, I feel like she was losing every single week, and I was like, well, what's going to happen at the pay-per-view? You guys actually have standings, and the matches matter at each show, right? Yeah, the, the, the rankings matter. I mean, more, more specifically, the wins and losses will genuinely matter. You mentioned someone losing and then wondering what will happen at the pay-per-view. Well, if you're seeing someone lose on a regular basis, they won't be at the pay-per-view. It's not unlike any other combat sport that's out there although we're entertainment it's still the best wrestlers are the ones who head to the big premier events like your double or nothing like you're all out or like dynamite you know which is you know on the on the eve the cusp of its inaugural show and you guys have both been in new japan where did you learn from that experience and did you work with chris jericho over there as well i mean for me i i learned about the just the beauties of being free out there, the good and the bad. You're No one at New Japan is micromanaging you. There's no one telling you what you're saying in an interview. There's no one telling you what you're really doing at all. There's very simple direction given, and in that simple direction, there's a lot of beauty and a lot of freedom. I also learned that Chris Jericho is really attuned to what's hip because at the time that Myself and Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club was that rivalry was coming to a head. Chris Jericho shows up and really did bring new eyes to New Japan. So Chris always has his finger on the pulse for sure. 
We're talking a year from now. How do you want to see AEW in terms of, do you want to surpass WWE? Do you want to be the number one? Do you want to just be your own entity and be successful that way? Talk about where you see yourself in a year. Uh, For me personally, when it comes to this program, the only three letters I think about are AEW. Um, I'm not focused on what anybody else is doing. I'm not interested in really what anyone else is doing. I'm really proud of the product we've built, and we're just in the very, very beginning, so we've got everywhere up to go from here. So as long as we remain focused on that and uh, that's all anyone I know in the company is focused on, um, I think we're going to continue to just keep growing and, you know, sky's the limit. In six months, we've been able to make so much happen, so much more happen than anyone thought was possible. So um, just imagine what we can do given a year. Cody? I think I'd like Wednesday nights to be just destination programming. Um, I know that there's a lot happening on Wednesday nights now in the wrestling industry, and like I told you earlier about the beauty that's in this for all the actual wrestlers, but Dynamites are our sole focus. I mean, it's been 18 years since there was a alternative wrestling product on a major network backed by a billionaire wrestling consumer who lives and breathes this stuff. It's just combustible. I mean, Dynamite, no pun intended. It's a combustible situation in a great, great way. And I, uh, I want to make it destination TV for everybody. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here today on the Big Cheese Show. Remember that you can get your tickets for AEW Dynamite at Capital One Arena. Getting started 8 o'clock p.m. Wednesday night. Just check out StubHub, Ticketmaster, wherever you get your tickets. Please subscribe to the Big Cheese Show on iTunes. It would certainly make a bro's day. Music in this episode is Rev by Eveningland, available in the YouTube audio library. We out. Peace. Thanks for listening.